Welcome to foreverfit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition and lifestyle. Hey Maz, how are you doing? Kia very good, thank you. And you? Oh, I'm pretty good. What's been happening over in Hamilton today? In Hamilton, well, finally there's blue skies and um, and a little bit of sunshine out there because it has been a lot of raining. Yeah. But, uh, but it, you know, means you can be productive indoors. Exactly. <laughs> I should introduce ourselves, really, shouldn't I? It's Nicola here. We're bringing you episode number three of the Forever Fit podcast. And we are going to be talking all about hydration and the importance it has on our body. So, Maz, start us off. <laughs> what is your um, thoughts on what, why would we be talking about hydration? Really, like it, it probably is the most, the most critical thing. I'd probably just about put it ahead of um, your nutrition. I guess if you kind of look at those things that um, you can go what twenty eight days or something without food, but you can't go very long without water. So yeah. um, it is, it is the most vital ingredient, I guess, in the whole in the whole picture and the whole scheme of things. Um, but often one of the ingredients that's ignored, not ignored, but um, not much attention necessarily given to it or thought given to it um, as we go on our little journey through life. Yeah. And I mean, hydration, I mean, water is something that um, it can be the make or break of your day as well, can't it? You can, if you don't get water into your day, it can affect your afternoon, it can affect your thoughts, it can affect... Um, your exercise, everything. It's just such a critical um, part (laughs) of being healthy and happy and vibrant. Like, because how do you feel? Like, do you notice, like, when you aren't in your optimum, you know, I guess? Oh, totally. Totally. Like, First thing, in the, every, every single morning I'll make sure that I'll drink um, a couple of glasses of water as soon as I wake up and I'll, in that water I'll always have my lemon in there but we'll go into why we why that's so important. But if I don't have that, I just find that it, I, almost, I just feel really flat throughout the day and um, I find it quite a struggle to even, like the thought of exercise and body, it's almost like it's just running half, half past, it's just not really wanting to move or uh, anything, but as soon as you realise that that is a, a sign of being dehydrated, you're able to put the water in there and then you're kind of getting on track for your day, really. Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah my, my thoughts exactly and my feelings as well. Like, um, start, definitely start the day off with, um, with water and, again, usually there's lemon in there, which will... Um, touch base on but um, yeah I noticed a huge difference and even um, like it's 10 times more important when you're um, when you're pregnant as well like as soon as I know that I'm not I haven't got enough water on board that's when the um, <laughs> the Oh, no. just got a new we've got someone else who's come to join the party um, that's 
when like the feelings of morning sickness um, right. and all of those things come into play and yeah just the illness just seems to be um, so much worse yeah. so yeah I mean, which, I guess now's a good time to talk about like, the reason um, so many people talk about hydration, the reason we're talking about it is, um, we'll get more technical now, is that basically every single cell's reaction in your body is hydration dependent. So without it, it's going to be affecting not only your physical body, your mental body, your emotions, so all those little cell reactions that are taking place. The moment you're dehydrated, those reactions are going to slow down, you're going to feel it in... Um, in your moods, you're going to feel it in your movement and you're going to feel it through just the way that you feel um, like in terms of falling asleep in the afternoon or you might feel it like in a way that like your legs are re feel really heavy like that feeling of, um, I particularly talk about this a lot in RPM, that dead leg feeling like you hop on a bike and you're just like oh my feet are just not going to turn these pedals today or like when you go running um, just getting your, your legs moving that really heavy leg feeling quite often that is a, a big sign of dehydration and so if you've got the water earlier on in your day you're less likely to have that feeling yeah and that, um, I did, that just made me think back to a study that I was involved with in Dunedin. I was a, um, a lab rat in, and it was in the, the heat chamber, so I think we were cycling at about 32 or 34 degrees and about 80% humidity. And they put, um, one of the tests they put us into a dehydrated state before we started, so two hours before we started, they um, manipulated our physiology with regards to water and yeah. I went from lasting about 26 or 28 minutes on a bike to lasting about five minutes on a bike oh, right. yeah it just it led exactly that dead leg feeling and I was like trying my hardest but just couldn't make anything happen yeah. um, it just goes to show that um, whilst that was all for a, a study, there's lots of people who are rocking around every day actually feeling like that um, and not even realising that it's due to one of the, the most simplest yeah. reasons. I mean, and that's why it's so important to have the water in there first thing in the morning because your body's had eight hours of fixing and repairing itself, sleeping. And so having that water is kind of like your top up of your battery. Think of your body as that rechargeable battery. It's kind of that opportunity to put that fuel into it, put the, replace anything that you may have lost overnight and set yourself up perfect for the day. Yeah. And it's particularly important if you're getting your exercise in the morning as well. Like if you are heading off to an early morning class or um, you head off to work and then you might have breakfast, it's just water is just something that you should have right beside your bed and before you even get out of bed, like sometimes even just getting out of bed can be a struggle, you're thinking, oh, just don't want to <coughs> do this today and so having that um, moment where you get out of bed and oh, Panasonic's come up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. You're looking a little different than you were earlier. <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. Hang on.
She's run away, but we're still here. We're still rocking. I just just had a wee spares. I don't know quite what it did then, but clearly <laughs> the camera's not had enough water today. So yeah, maybe. Maybe it's matrix. Yeah. So we, in terms of the amount of water that somebody should be having, uh, they say it's um, 0.33 times your body weight. Yeah. So in kgs, so a 100 kg man would have 3.33 litres. That's the kind of water that they should be drinking in a day. So just knowing that figure is something that you can um, work out, okay, how am I going to get that amount of water into my day? And the thought of probably drinking two, two and a half litres in one coast. Is enough to make you not want to do it. So that's where it comes down to, you know, making water part of your routine and starting to form those healthy habits. Yeah. And so some little tricks. Have you got little tricks that you do to make it nice and easy? Well, definitely. The as we've both talked about, starting the day with water. Um, and you know, I know a lot of people who it's even before their feet hit the ground. Um. So it's their bottles ready beside their bed. So when they get up in the morning, they literally roll over, they consume that water, then their feet hit the ground, then the day kind of begins. That's sort of like the thoughts thing we talked about last week is you're really setting it up right from the, the very beginning. And then it is about routine. So I've tried different things with um, different people and with myself. So some of them it works so then they have, like at work they'll actually have um, a bottle that's already ready to go and that's their morning bottle. And so they know by lunchtime they've got to get through that one. And then in the afternoon they've got to get through um, that one. Yeah. Other people it's every hour they have a pop-up come up on their um, on their calendar if they're sort of computer desk-based people. And... Yeah. Um, they go for a trip to the water cooler because that A gets them out of their seat and away from their computer screen. So there's a double, yeah. double plus. And um, and B, it's just they can you know can do some mindful meditation on the way to the water cooler, have a socialisation <laughs> trip on the way there and the way back. But um, so that works for a lot of people. But it is just establishing those routines. You know, if you're going. Um, to um, a, a cafe for for work or a pleasure or whatever that you know it's always stock standard that you're going to get you know glasses of water with it. It's yeah. not something that is an afterthought, um, and just slowly building it in like that. But um, it's definitely trying to space it throughout the day. And the other thing that I sort of come back to is that your body can only process about a, an hour, a litre an hour. Um, yeah. so you, it's called gastric emptying, but that's how long it sort of takes to process. So too much more than that is that feeling where it does sit in your gut because your body's struggling to, to deal with it. So um, it's spacing it out, out like a 250ml or 200ml glass each hour does work quite nicely. Yeah, I guess it, and it comes the same with food, you know, it's fueling your body for what it needs right now. So if you've just spent eight hours of sleep and your body's um, had no water for eight hours, well, then it absolutely makes sense that the first thing you should be doing before you have food, before you do anything else, it should be the water that goes inside your body. 
and then you yeah. have your breakfast and then you're do, doing things and then okay you've used up some of that water so let's replace it again so it's just it's about being smart and looking at the bigger picture isn't it it's like just yeah. understanding look my body's done some work now so let's rehydrate it yeah um, and I remember like training, like particularly ladies and they'd jump out of bed in the morning and jump in the shower and then they'd say they'd always felt a bit yucky in the shower and stuff. But, you know, like water content has such a big effect on your blood pressure as well. So they were having issues with their blood pressure and it was all just related to, to hydration. And so they'd jump in the shower and feel like they were going to... Yeah, definitely. Um, so... Yeah, having that as your first step can can definitely help that that rest of the days yeah. comings and goings. So I guess we should talk about the types of water that we should be drinking from that. Like um, quality of water is a, a very important factor. Like you can't just say just go drink. Hydration, we're talking about good, clean water here. We're not talking about having some... Um, some coke as soon as you wake up in the morning and some Fanta for lunch. We're talking about really good, clean, quality water. Yeah. And I mean, if we start at um, the reason we'd want to have filtered water and not tap water, for, for me, I know that um, uh, tap water is full of the chlorine and chlorine has been put in there to, you know, kill any bad stuff, but the chlorine is actually really bad for your the good bacteria in your tummy. And so if you're constantly putting chlorine in there and killing the good bacteria in your tummy, well, then you're going to have all sorts of things that um, are going to lead to digestive issues and everything else. So that's why um, I believe filtered water is a really important thing. Yeah. And to if you can, get avoid the tap water yeah. as much as and possible. Then there's, then there's, you know, councils and depending where you live, put fluoride in water as well. And so there's... Yeah. A, a whole lot of debate around fluoride and um, and and things like that. So yeah, there are some things in in your regular old tap water that you do want to 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 leave out of your body, really. Yeah. So it's I mean, and the reason um, you want to be having that clean water is again to be making sure that you know exactly what's going into your body because you don't know what's in the tap water. You don't know where it's come from. It might come out of your tap, but you don't know what what's <laughs> where everything else is. So the good thing is if you can get good quality filtered water, at least you're getting um, you're not getting any chemicals or anything else into your body that you don't know about. Yeah. And they're, they're, not all filters are created equal, are they? No. <laughs> Yeah. So it's um, it is important to do a little bit of um, research in in that regard, um, and and just be aware of what your filter is filtering in and out, um, yeah. so that you you've got a bit of control there. Um, but yeah, that's okay. It's a whole another. It is a whole. I know. If we a whole another story. Though. Right, and the other thing as well that's um, talked about a lot in the health industry is by adding a little bit of um, sea salt or um, rock salt into your water. And the reason that's so important is because, say, we're doing the filtering process and we've cleared out the water and we've stripped it of everything that we don't want. 
what that water there is is it's actually um, naked water, and so we want to make sure that we, when we're drinking water, we're replacing our body full of minerals and the things that it needs. So by adding that little bit of pinch of sea salt, it's actually adding the minerals back in. So it would be, be as if you were to have a beautiful spring outside your house that was pumping water out from the earth and all those minerals that were coming out from that um, water. Yeah. Like, um, I... I live in um, Golden Bay, which has got Poo Springs, which is the perfect kind of spring water pumping out all the minerals of the earth. And so if I had that near my house, that would be ideal, and I could be having a glass of Poo spring water. <laughs> yeah. But since I don't live there anymore, that's where the little In New Zealand, isn't there, where there's good, um, like your natural source of water that comes through your tap is actually... Um, really excellent um, yeah. but unfortunately many of us um, around the world and within New Zealand don't have those luxuries. So is that the same kind of thing with um, I guess with bottled water as well? Is all bottled water not created equal? Totally. Yeah like you can look on the back of a water bottle eh, and it says the total amount of dissolved solids and the best um, one that I know of is the um, Evian. Yeah. Evian, it's got the most amount of dissolved solids. I think it's around 300 or something. And so that's got, and it comes in a glass bottle and it's really good quality water. But as you go down to the, obviously Evian's a very expensive water and it's not something that you're going to wake up and drink away every day. But as you go down the ranks, you, you if you look on the back of it, you can see the total dissolved solids and you'll see that, um, the cheaper the water bottle and the cheaper the water, the less dissolved solids there are available, and some of them have none. And, and my friend Panasonic's come back. <laughs> what, what's he up to today? Yeah, no, no. The, um, and that's sort of like the distilled water that we were talking about before in terms of filtered water at home. Um, distilled bottled water is is pretty much naked water, so it's had all the, the minerals and vitamins, um, or minerals particularly, taken out of it. So um, that's distilled water is not your, your best choice if you're having to go for a, a bottled water. You're definitely much better off along the Avion type waters and just looking at the other bottled waters with, um, yeah, looking at that dissolved solids, which is, I mean, in New Zealand it's compulsory to have that information on yeah. Um, that nutritional information on there, so um, most of the waters, all of the water here has got it on, but um, in different places it it might not necessarily. So, um, yeah, which I guess from once you start talking about bottled water and dissolved solids, and what about sports water? <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, don't, I, I heard from a very wise friend of mine <laughs> that, um, isn't it, the don't dentists believe that sports people have the worst teeth in the, that they get? Like it's not the, the children or the unhealthy um, kids, it's the, the sports, the athletes or the people that believe they're the sports person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the ones that are turning up with the bad teeth. Yeah, so um, a couple of athletes that I've um, worked with who have been like sponsored by um, different companies um, 
have within of the time of getting that sponsorship within sort of 18 months, two years, have ended up with quite severe um, cavities and there could be other things going on but um, one particular incident the dentist definitely said like the inside of the cavities was coated with um, like the red dye out of the sports drink. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, so it's um, whilst there is a small place for some people to use those beverages, I, I guess the big thing, the big issue is that we've got people who are just chomping back on them every day as a replacement for normal water um, and not realising the impact that that can be having. Yeah. I guess the thing as well is, I mean, people are, like you said, they're drinking them as normal water because they're seeing on the adverts the big companies saying that they should be drinking this to be like this person. <coughs> and so if they actually um, think about the reason these drinks have been created is as sports drinks. And so if you're going to drink a sports drink, do some sports that sports. deserves you to drink that drink. Yeah. And when you look at their websites and their defense, you know, like they have, it, it says when you're pushing your bodies to the maximum and, um, you know, you're on your outer limits of endurance and intensity and things like that. So really they're talking about exercise that is well, well in excess of 60 minutes um, and where you're really cranking it out at your at your max um, and even then though you know there's some some definite concentration issues in terms of the carbohydrate it is pure sugar um, that you know they've got 15 grams of carbohydrate per 100 mils type thing and it's 15 grams of sugars um, so um, you'd be wanting to dilute, dilute it if you were using it over and above that, that 16, 90 minute threshold um, and really the two main sort of minerals they're delivering are sodium and potassium. Yeah. So sodium we've added by putting in our pinch of organic sea salt, salt. salt. Yeah. Um, potassium might munch on a banana. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mashed my banana into my water. Um, yeah. But the, um, and you know, and on occasion when you are exercising in excess of that time and you, you can't get solid food on board, then you, you do need it. But the average Joe vlogs, um, definitely, it shouldn't be a replacement for water in any way, shape, or form, to be fair. No. no, I totally, totally agree with that, Muzz. Like it's, it's about understanding what these sports drinks have been created for and understanding what you need. And if, if you are exercising to the extreme that they are advertising and the extreme that these sports drinks are being designed for, then by all means have one every now and then. But I'm sure that... I mean, what would you, in terms of replacing a sports drink, like you said, we've got a pinch of sea salt into the water, 
And the banana is an absolutely perfect example of something to have midway through a um, a workout, or yeah. even if you're doing something, you, if you're only working out for less than an hour, then which most of us are, then yeah. you don't need anything. No. But if you are going to be working out, say say for somebody who's training for a sports event and they're training over an hour and a half, and they do need that thing halfway through a workout, yeah, then that that salt water and the banana. Even, I, you hear of people carrying, you know, um, some mashed potatoes or a half a sweet potato in the backpack, and they're yeah. the perfect kind of things to replacing. Much better for your teeth. Yeah, yeah. And like, if you just like, I think of cyclists. Cyclists are in, always in quite a good place because they tend to be able to carry things on their bike, and they want a sort of a modality that tend to spend longer times out training. Um, but I have with a couple of um, our schoolboy players who were definitely having issues in terms of hydration um, and we have substitute and they were drinking Powerades and oh, did I just see the company name? A sports drink um, <laughs> and we substituted in um, coconut water and it's had a really um, positive effect like they were just getting quite bad muscular fatiguing and cramping and um, different different things going on that were um, that did appear to be related to the hydration and so we've we introduced that um, particularly around game day and um, have had um, really good results with those young men which is cool awesome. Um, and I also find myself like during through pregnancy um, at different stages I like sometimes I just feel like I can't even drink enough water um, and that the, the coconut water has made a bit of a difference it's um, got the sodium it's got the um, potassium but doesn't have the, the sugars um, and there's there's lots of different research I've read you know obviously read the sites with the companies but also hopped into some medical articles um, and looked at it and speak particularly its use in um, third world countries um, in terms of even intravenous hydration um, fluid replacement like it's it's, it's um there's some it's got some pretty good properties it's not quite as high in sodium as um, some of the sports drinks, um, but yeah, I guess you can counteract that by just adding a little bit extra of your own. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's getting more popular now, coconut water as well. Like I saw some in the supermarket the other day, just like yeah. it was almost like they were trialing it out. So it's becoming a very, um, <coughs> yeah, it's, get, it's much more available than it was a year ago. Like this is just something that's really popping up everywhere because it's it's known to be the huge benefits and the um, gain. And people are it's getting demanded by people. You know, sports people yeah. are starting to drink it, realizing it, it's it is a healthier option. Yeah, and it's I mean it's like everything. It's like vegetables and fruit and um, all of those things. It's not all created equal. Um, and you know, I'd be still trying to get your hands on sort of that um, the organic coconut waters, um, and they're the same price, which is awesome as the the non-organic. So I think just it's nice to cover those bases. Yeah. Um, 
and just tick that box. Um, if you can get the organic one over the the other. Yeah. Yeah. The other options. Yeah. I guess now would be a good time to talk about, um, we, you know, we've covered the good quality water and the different options of sports drinks, so it would kind of be a good time to talk about what we're putting that water inside and yeah, yeah. in terms of drink models. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, you can, you may be drinking really good water, you put the sea salt in there and then you're putting it into some old drink bottle that you bought a month ago and you're reusing that drink bottle, it's starting to look a bit crinkly and the old stick is coming off. Well, I'm talking about PBA here, so we're wanting to make sure that we're drinking um, PBA-free drink bottles. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And it's so, um, I guess, yeah, but the water you buy in, um, in bottles that you're taking around and about is those bottles weren't designed to be multi-use bottles they were designed to be one-off bottles so it is important to, to go and buy your own bottle so um, there's there's different there's different options um, you've got your VPA free like plastic bottles and um, that you can buy in a number of places but I definitely I prefer to go for either glass. Glass isn't um, necessarily convenient for all people because they fear they're going to smash it. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got small people in your household. <laughs> um, and But there's also some really good stainless steel um, options on the market as well. Yeah, and you can get the PBA-free free plastic drink bottles as well, which is the same as household containers, the PBA-free ones. Yeah. Um, and then I guess it's cleaning them as well. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the tops, but also the insides and just making sure that that your your drink bottle is in, it, is in good condition because every now and again I have to accost my husband's drink bottle because it... I think it's yeah, especially if you're own, putting lemon in them. <laughs> it's becoming its own science experiment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just making sure that your um, your hygiene around that bottle's um, good as well. Yeah. No, totally. Well, I think we've kind of covered a hydration there. Yeah. But yeah, I guess the keys are um, that whole eight glasses a day is really just a beginning point. Um, and as you said, the 0 0.33 mils or you know, 330 mils per, or no, but 0.33 times. 0.33 times your body weight in kgs. Yeah. So um, a, a 100 kg person would have 3.3 litres, a 50 kg yeah. would have half that. Yeah. Um, so... Do you um, do we make any allowances? That was the other thing I didn't touch on. If you are drinking, or you know, tea or coffee in your day, I yeah. I mean, if you're having coffee, coffee is, is something that dehydrates you definitely. So coffee does not replace your glass of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, tea, no, I. I would be making sure you drink enough tea as well, but green tea I think can replace half. It's it's the caffeine that is present in the um the coffee and in the and in the tea. There's a little bit of caffeine in your tea that and caffeine dehydrates you. So for every glass of caffeine you're having, 
then you'd yep. be wanting to replace that with some um, good quality clean water. Awesome. Yeah, because I think some people forget that. I know um, I know some people who drink 18 cups of coffee. Oh, no, not cup coffee. Tea. Tea. My mum and dad. Tea. I honestly have another cup of tea. They have about mm. 50 cups of tea a day, but I'm not too sure. It's like good to keep reminding them to, to get the water in its pure form on board as well, not yeah. just in a cup of tea. I think that's awesome. Hey, so we've touched base there with hydration. So it is a very big, deep subject, and we could just go on for a whole lot longer. But yeah. make sure you get in touch, ask us questions. If you've got absolutely any questions at all, we'd love to hear from you. Just um, hop on the website, Facebook, Twitter, anything at all. We are absolutely here 100% to help you guys get in the best shape of your life. And so next week, next Sunday, we'll be doing another live hangout. And so we'll be sussing out throughout the week what our topic is going to be. And so thank you so much, Mus. Once Hi, again, episode number three, Knocked yeah. Out. It's been awesome. Hopefully people can take away a couple of things that they can start putting in place, you know, right away if they're not doing them already. Yeah. Awesome. We'll see you soon. Bye now. Bye.